Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 149, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck Rush Limbaugh, fuck Buck Sexton, fuck Ben Shapiro, and of course... Last, but certainly not least, fuck Tucker Carlson. It's Wednesday. Oh, and Laura Ingram, fuck her too. It's Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Radio Killed the Podcasting Star. Radio Killed the Podcasting Star. Heard Zeit ads while in your car. No clue who Jack and Miles are. Why not try new pods during Quar? Oh, uh, 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 oh, that is courtesy of Ramen King, uh, based on the fact that we have radio ads running uh, about the Daily Zeitgeist and people are uh, weirded out by it. I think, Lacey, you might even make a uh, cameo in one of them. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, who am I talking to? I'm thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host, the scam goddess herself, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Bill Maher's Boo Rules. <laughs> you are so disrespectful, Jack. Sorry, sorry. When did you get so spicy? I feel like quarantine has made you just so spicy. Oh, boy, oh boy. Tabasco, okay. Uh, oh my God, I've heard your radio ads. I've heard your radio You've heard them? Isn't I've it so one. weird? I haven't heard me, but I've heard them. It's unnerving. Uh, but I yeah, a, we're I out there. I was a little terrified. But it's yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the uh, shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, yeah, this is a show. Well, we already told you what the show is. Miles isn't here. Uh, he's usually the co-host, but Lacey is here, uh, so you are in for a treat. Uh, and also, uh, occasionally we say incorrect medical facts, medical science. Uh, so real quick, up top, rabies is 100% deadly. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> so one of our guests did a medical myth busting on a recent episode, uh, and her science wasn't 100% up to date. Uh, basically rabies. She was like, rabies, you can survive it 25% of the time sometimes. Uh, and that there was like a podcast, I think that would have led you to believe that. I think it was radio lab that it was uh, more survivable. Uh, but they were talking about one specific example. Historically, one person has survived rabies by being put into a medically induced coma. Otherwise it kills you 100% of the time. So don't Fuck with rabid animals, Zeitgang. How many times do I have to tell y'all? Uh, yeah, we, we always, always get into trouble anytime uh, we are trying to do a myth busting about medical facts. So we. I'm, <laughs> I'm weak, not rabies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start this episode off with, oh, and by the way, y'all. By the way, guys. <laughs> Rabies. Stop making out with them <laughs> raccoons out right. in your dumpster. They're not. Yeah. They're cute, but they are deadly still. Yes. Everyone. I know. I've seen some cute raccoon videos lately. So, that, you know, I'm glad you said that. Yes. That might be. In <laughs> quarantine, now I'm like, shit, anything can be a A little bed. twinkle in your eye. Yeah. I'm lonely. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I used to be lonely for people, but now I'm lonely for just any human. So I'm like, I don't know. What can be alive in my house? A plant, God is testing us because possums are the only animal that is not, like, it, it's almost never rabid, uh, but they look rat, like, they just look sick. They look like 
a nightmare. And so we also eat them in the South. I can't believe them. You eat possums? Yeah, they, they be eating possum, child. Hmm. <laughs> Good. Gamey. Like <laughs> what, what are we talking? Uh, Listen, you eat alligator, frog. I mean, I am fine with all of those uh, and have eaten all of those. Not possum. Not possum. Uh, and Miles's mother, uh, the usual co-host mother, is a possum uh, fan. She keeps some possums in her backyard. So, I thought she was uh, going to say she her. eats possums. <laughs> She's a fan of uh, possum a la mode. I don't know. You, I'm guessing you don't eat it with ice cream, <laughs> oh, but I don't cream. know. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Uh, well, we are thrilled beginning. to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Maggie May. Yay! Yeah. Sorry I had to debunk rabies uh, before we introduced you, but I just had to get it out of the way before anybody went out there and played with It's raccoons. necessary knowledge. It's necessary knowledge. <laughs> Maggie, why you look at me like when, when like that when I said my family eat possum? <laughs> <laughs> See, possum looks like if rabies was a person. Yeah, right, rabies. <laughs> and then got turned into a life. possum by a witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, a very aggressive squirrel just ran by my window, uh, a squirrel that is now like thinks we're tight and I, I now have to Google whether squirrels can get rabies. Uh, squirrels are violent. The squirrels yeah. outside my house be fighting. Yeah. They're, <laughs> I'm kidding. They're starting to just look at me and stand on their hind legs, like to just make sure that I'm still taller than them. Um <laughs> He's trying Maggie to buck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you want to do? Yeah. We see Jack fighting a squirrel. Like, <laughs> Jack is fist fighting the squirrel. <laughs> there was That's at one point a rumor <laughs> going around about me and uh, how I felt about squirrels, but we're not going to get into that because we have new listeners. Our listeners now think this show is completely uh, bonkers. Uh, which it's not. It's usually a straightforward news show. I don't know what's going on today. Uh, Maggie, how are you doing in quarantine? It's been a while since we've had you on. Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was working a gig for a while, uh, so that occupied my attention for a minute. Now I'm not doing it, so you know, got plenty of time to look at stuff and think, be alone yeah. with my thoughts. Oh, that's the worst. I'm so tired um, of my thoughts. These raggedy bitches. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> and people be like, I need time to think. I never will need that again. I'm just going to make split decisions for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> I don't ever want to consult with me again. Thoughts suck. Yes. I'm getting the quarantine anxiety. Like I've just like now have excess anxiety. I don't know what specifically is causing it, but yeah, I now wake up with like a pit in my stomach for the past couple weeks. So that's fun. I will say um, talking rudely to yourself helps sometimes. I know they say be kind to yourself. Right. Uh, and I'm not a therapist. Uh, you're going to have to debunk this myth on your next episode. <laughs> <But> <laughs> sometimes you just got to be like, girl, stop. Yeah. Stop. Like, yeah. like you're ruining our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that once. I was about no to nonsense. have like a big cry and I was like, I don't have time for this right now. I'll do it later. And I just like compartmentalized my weeping. Just push it yeah. down. That's what that's what I hear works. I'm sure excellent mental, mental health advice. Yeah. Very healthy. 
push it down into a little box. Uh, well, Maggie May, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, a lot of people are paying attention to uh, the whole Trump v. Biden showdown, uh, that matchup. Uh, but the true important matchup uh, has already happened. It happened two nights ago between Brandy and Monica. Uh, so Lacey and Maggie have thoughts on that. I missed it. The only thing I know about it is that it was uh, the length of the entire Godfather trilogy. Uh, it seemed like the number of rounds, I was like, holy shit. It, it was only uh, like... I, you know, they used to have boxing matches that would go 45, like they would just go until one of the people died. That's what it seemed like to me. Like just, uh, but anyway, so you guys are going to tell me about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, the president, uh, who is Donald Trump is the fucking president. So weird. Uh, We're going to talk about his Laura Ingram interview. Uh, there was a big moment where he claimed that some group of, People dressed in black are flying on planes, but he couldn't tell people about it. Anyways, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, a book claiming that he had a stroke uh, and his response to that claim. Uh, we're going to talk about more of this sort of below surface resurgence of agrarian, like just Americans being horny for farms and, uh, you know, how it's sort of subtle white supremacy uh, mixed in with that. We're going to talk about the FDA asking us not to drink hand sanitizer. Yeah, right. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Maggie, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, I was searching for um, help for if your Microsoft Surface touchscreen stops working. And okay. um, that lets you know I'm optimistic because, <laughs> truthfully, it's broken. It is very broken. It's not coming back. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to find help for it. And two, it should let you know that I will break a touchscreen. I'll find a way. <laughs> Did it just break on its own? I thought you were supposed to be able to dance with the Microsoft Surface. Like, you could dance with it and take it to the barbecue. And you remember those commercials? It was like the yeah. Apple commercials. <laughs> I, I was sold a dream in those commercials. Um, what happened is I I dropped it and it got a little bit like dent on the side. And so mm. I decided that I was going to straighten up the dent. The dent is not affecting anything. Okay. Mm. It's just on the side. It's not even cosmetic because I don't even know how I noticed it. So I took a screwdriver and tried to open it and like a tiny little crack showed up and I was like, I should probably stop doing this. And then later... A larger crack manifested so but mm. i still feel like i can i can get that fixed okay yeah i'm just just because of the whole screwdriver of it all i'm gonna say <laughs> probably not <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not gonna tell the microsoft store about the screwdriver i'm just gonna be yeah. like it stopped working of natural causes <laughs> yeah apparently the only thing i i've taken my uh cracked iphone to this repair shop in uh, koreatown it's like just this little it's basically a guy's apartment in a, <laughs> a strip mall in koreatown and the only thing you need is like the world's tiniest screwdriver and uh the ability to not lose like five of the world's tiniest screws uh and i do not possess that so i continued to pay him to fix my iphone every time i drop it or 
you know, it falls out of the car or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Coconut. Coconut oh. is overrated in general. <laughs> coconut milk, coconut water, coconut flavor, coconut can- anything coconut is overrated and it sucks. And we all know it, but we're all just trying to pretend like we're healthy and tropical. That hurt me. It hurt me too. <laughs> that hurt me. I like Sorry, coconut guys. LaCroix. And people say that tastes like drinking uh, sunscreen. But I think it's delicious. It's delicious. Danielle sunscreen smells that. delicious. We should taste it. See, yeah. now you're going to have to talk about this up top. <laughs> yes. Don't drink. We're already going to get to the hand sanitizer, but also don't drink the sunscreen. I'm just saying it is made to smell like you would want to drink it. I always mm-hmm. smell sunscreen. And I'm like, mm. my and my four-year-old was like, yeah, that smells delicious. So, like that smells sweet. What is that? Every time he smells uh, sunscreen. So yeah, that's they did that on purpose. I think that's a cilantro thing. Some people think it smells delicious, and some this people think it smells like a pool. Two days in a row, we're pool we're talking cilantro. <laughs> we're talking we're talking about these uh, taste things because, uh, yeah. What what was yesterday's that? Uh, um, oh crap! I can't remember what yesterday's was, but it wasn't cilantro. It was the taste of what did Blair say? It was the taste of oh no, apricot. You were saying apricot. apricot. Yeah, apricot is a cilantro thing. Apricot, coconut seems to be that because I love coconut. Like coconuts, probably I I seek out the coconut uh, filled chocolate in a box of chocolates. Maggie, what did coconut do? <laughs> the the shock on Maggie's <laughs> face when I just said that. Like I I have intentionally bought Mounds bars before. Maggie. I love almond joys. I love almond joys. I love joys. almond joys. Wait, Maggie, stop making that face. <laughs> I wish I was. Maggie's making a face like she just smelled the most rotten thing. Wait, Maggie, I need to know what coconut did to you. When did you break up with it? Uh, coconut. I never fucked with coconut. I gave yeah. coconut a chance, and I keep giving him chances, and I keep giving him tries. Being like, hey, maybe in water form it's gonna be good. Maybe in milk form it's gonna be good, and it always just tastes coconutty. Coconut is a is a uh, what's that word I'm looking for? It's a pretentious. Pretentious, wow. really? It's pretentious. It's the number one filling in a candy bar that costs fifty cents. Pretentious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's the closest thing that nature has to uh, to like making its own ice cream. It, it just tastes great. I mean, you obviously have to add a bunch of sugar and shit like that, but uh, I, I mean, but you can I, also get it hacked open on an island. Yeah. And it's delicious. Throw a little straw yeah. in that girl. Wait, so what do you do when you go to islands? Drink fruity, exotical juices that don't like, have coconut. Like yeah, pineapples, like passion fruit, yeah. Mm. Like there's okay. no part of a coconut that's good. The the coconut milk is not good. The meat is not good. The fact that it's called meat is not good. <laughs> there's, if I didn't like coconut, I I can see where this would be a problem. It's like a hairy big thing that people are like, eat the meat, drink its <laughs> milk. It's like, ugh, what is this shit? Mm. Like, why you gotta treat it like, yeah. It, yeah, it's got a lot even, of see. animal, a lot of uh, fauna properties. Talk about it having meat. We talk about it giving milk and it's hairy mm-hmm. on the outside and on the inside. So I I feel you. I would, if if it didn't taste like delicious natural ice cream, I, I would be on your side for sure. 
I'll say at the bare minimum, it's overrated. Okay. For you. For you. For you. And we are learning (laughs) about you. (laughs) So you Jack and I work for Big Coconut. (laughs) I know. We are uh... part of Big Coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you both were like, no, just you. Okay. So you don't so you don't like pina coladas? No. Getting lost in the rain? You like that? Not so you much. know that song. It's like the yeah. <laughs> a terrible song. Uh, all right. I, what is something? <laughs> go ahead. I would never order a pina colada, but I would drink a pina colada maybe. Okay. But I would have to add other things into it to. You know what? No, fuck pina colada. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I come to think of it, no. <laughs> yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Underrated. Um, have a couple of things. Uh, one is microwaves are underrated. Mm. I, yes, yes. I went through a long time not having a microwave because I was on some barefoot Contessa shit. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to cook all of my meals. I'm going to just really know what I prepare and really put some stuff into the things. And I really realized that's time consuming. And I don't mm. really like there's no need for that. Microwaving is just so quick and easy. And yeah, people might get cancer, but people get cancer. So that's just how that's going to be. You're more likely to get cancer from the food that you are microwaving than from the microwave itself, I feel like. Just don't s- put stick your head in it. Like or stand that. in front of it. Or yeah. Like, just cover yeah, I don't it. do that. Yeah. I still do that. I don't know if that's a myth, but when I press play, play, that's what I call it. <laughs> when, <you> press- <laughs> <laughs> when I press play on the microwave, I like jump to the side. <laughs> yeah, that's Don't smart. microwaves. <laughs> um, just in case. Why not? Yeah, microwaving is the better way to reheat pasta it's a better way to reheat soup it's be- it's better at reheating mo- like a lot of things like even except for breads any yeah, bread breads product. it fucks it up yeah, yeah. um and I do you a have lot to of have rice. like the perfect the perfect uh you know approach if you're gonna reheat bread yeah i thought i was being really really healthy and my dad was like what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what is wrong? Get a microwave. Like my friends, like I bought a microwave. My friend sent me one. Like, I just need you to have one. Like, I didn't realize like how backwards I was being by like trying to be healthy. Right. <laughs> Maggie, you were just putting a, a lighter underneath the, the <laughs> <laughs> under a can of beans. And just- right. <laughs> uh, like, But if you are microwaving pizza, you are wrong. You should not reheat pizza in the microwave. Yes, good. Love to hear it. Uh, What is a myth? Finally, what is something people think is true you know to be false uh, other than nothing to do with rabies? Let's just put that out there right now. All right. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, COVID, it's a hoax. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jack, you're going to get sued. (laughs) Actually, uh, (laughs) (laughs) something I know to be a myth is that um, wearing a sleep cap in a professional setting um, or in like a public setting is unprofessional. And that is not true. Yeah, that's not true. How did you come to that realization? Um, when I did Zoom meetings at work and didn't feel like, like, I, I, I say it all the time, I'm not combing my hair until we get a vaccine. So I'm not going to be on these Zoom, <laughs> I'm not going to be on these Zoom meetings like styled up. So I would just put a sleep cap on, put on some earrings and then like kind of put it to the side like it's a beret and it looked cute. 
it yeah. looked cute. My boss was like, you always look put together. And I was just like, if only you knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but it, it looked cute. And like right now, this is like a, a surgeon cap. But I got earrings on. And so it looks cute. Looks like girl, I did you better purpose. stop before the for the white girls are wearing their do rags to the Zoom meetings. It's a whole new standard. You kind of have to be black with it because they're like, "Is this a black thing? Is this real?" You know, I'm not going to even question it. I'm just going to. But Heather, we know that this is not a cultural <laughs> thing for you. <laughs> Look, Heather's edges get dry too. Okay, let her have her do rag. Okay. I think that's an interesting point, though, to this whole concept of professionalism that we've always had, which Zoom has completely destroyed that. We're all at home. We're seeing where each other live, unless you use those filters. My mom uses a filter because, like, I would come downstairs and her office is, like, right behind the stairs. It's, like, an open office place. And I was like, can she? Can people see me? And she has, like, up an ocean in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Classic. people are finding a way to basically wear a suit on the computer. But... <laughs> Is it necessary? Like, why do we always... What, what is business attire? I feel like that's just an industry that we just made for no reason. 100%. Yeah. Like, uncomfortable and, clothes so that you don't get too comfortable at work because we don't want you to have relaxation here. It's <laughs> gatekeeping, too. It's like, these are expensive clothes. You have to know the rules to mm -hmm. how to dress. And, you know, you used to have to have a hat on and a, and a suit. <laughs> Uh, when I started out in the business, you know, in the forties and fifties, <laughs> so didn't they used to like have the full brim? I'm I'm thinking of Mad Men and shit like that. You know, back like... when the pictures were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, in the talkies, but yeah. like, not that old. <laughs> Come on, she. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, but I was actually just reading a Twitter thread yesterday that was talking. People were saying like, "Oh, I remember one time I went because I love scams. They're all talking about scamming." And they were like, I remember one time I went and bought some business attire, and then I had one of those, like, um, they had a way to reattach the tag, so they wore the whole suit to an interview, and then they took the suit back. And I was like, the, the fact that you have to do that, like, that's terrible. Yeah, but I do respect the hell out of that. I kind of <laughs> love that. But I don't think we're we're not going back to that world of of suits because all the places that used to sell suits are gone. Like Joseph A. Bank, I think, went out of business. Uh, Wait, that can't be right. Because then, if my favorite suit place that I've never been to, because I don't have to go there, what's the name of it? A men's warehouse. Yeah, men's, men's warehouse is where everybody gets their court suit for court. I don't know if they're, uh, I think they're still around, but I think a lot like of their the locations, <laughs> it Even is true. You, you are, you are. Yeah. they <laughs> <laughs> are going to look so good in all those court drawings. Yeah. When they're going to look so good when they cuff you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not me, it's warehouse. They're still open, I believe. But I think they you're are, right. but uh, Joseph A. Bank was like the... The other one, and it's all gone. So, and J. Crew, I think, is gone. We're buying my four year old all the clothes from J. Crew because it's like 70% off right now. Um, so we're just like, sure, we'll take it. Oh, he's always gonna look like he's just about to get on a boat. I love it. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, all right, we are gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and yeah, let's talk Brandy v. Monica. Monica v. Brandy. I don't know. the. I think people went in 
pulling for Brandy a little bit, maybe. And Brandy won uh, is the general uh, kind of version that I'm getting. But what, why don't you guys tell me? Uh, as Br- I think, Lacey, you actually watched it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Uh, as I was telling you guys before, we all thought it was going to be girls trip, like a cute moment. And it was the mm-hmm. Titanic. It was so long. <laughs> it was a three hour Instagram live. It was disrespectful. I know I don't have anywhere to be. But by the end, I was starting to feel like I, I, I have somewhere to be. Like, right. right. <laughs> I, I, I felt like they were rude to me. They were like, you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be Fuck. reminded of that. What um, else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. And they knew it. The girls knew. And I sat there and I sat there until they did The Boy Is Mine and they knew I was going to. And I did. Uh, Brandy definitely won. Her discography, like Monica couldn't compete. She's literally done songs with Babyface, Whitney Houston, Kanye West, uh, Jonte Austin. Like I could go down the list forever. Um, even recently, she's done some songs with like Danielle Caesar. Like there was no way Monica could keep up. And then but it was weird because Brandy is. If you've ever watched Moesha, she's basically her character on Moesha. She is childish. She's petty. And they had a long-standing beef, which we've talked about, because Monica hit Brandy in the face. <laughs> and and now, you can I- see, I have seen, we talked about this on yesterday's episode, and I was like, oh, I've got to see that video. Well, thank you, Zeitgang. I just had to check my me- mentions this morning, and sure enough, I got to see the video. And you can see it in Brandy's hair uh, that, like... She had been punched right before coming out there. Like, because her hair just looks like it's not like totally a mess, but it's just like shaking a little bit. Like, it's just a little <laughs> maybe, maybe that was like the look, but I, I don't think it was. Uh, and Freshly they just, <laughs> but it's, it's wild that, and they are both absolute pros. They both nail the performance. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Monica's tired of Brandy. She, even in the live, it's weird to watch a live where you're watching two people try to be nice to each other who right. clearly hate each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Maggie? What did you see, see online? This is this was my question. I didn't watch the verses, but okay. Let me just preface this. I love Brandy. I love Monica. I grew up with them. I mm-hmm. love, not personally, but I grew up there with their music. I love them. Same. Um, who didn't think that Brandy was gonna win? Right. From we the knew. beginning, I was just like, Brandy's going to win. That, Like, come on. And second of all, you said it was like a long thing. Do they really be having hits like that? Uh, we or did they, go, did they go to B-sides and stuff and go to like TV theme songs and shit? They went to B-sides a while for a bit. They did do the TV theme songs and we did get Impossible from Cinderella. Don't play. Like, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. It was like kind of torture for a little bit because I was like, girl, we don't know this song. And then they both played their new music and listen, no, I love y'all. No, that's not I it. love them, mm-hmm. but, but Beautiful Gowns, Beautiful Gowns. And if you don't know what Beautiful Gowns is a reference to, <laughs> Aretha Franklin was once asked about the vocal capabilities of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. And she was like, <laughs> She has beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't want to say nothing ugly. You know, you just give a compliment, was... child. Both of their songs were very beautiful gowns. Mm-hmm. See, they didn't need to have three hours for all of that. Just... No. Yeah. That's, and they also uh... just looked like they were going to fight the whole time. Like, one, at one point, Brandy's like, give me a high five, Monica. It was like Brandy was torturing her like this rich girl who's like, you, I was watching an episode of Gossip Girl where, like, the rich girl tortures the poor girl. And it's like... 
Mm. She's like, give me a high five, Monica. And she grabs Monica's hand and Monica physically reaches away, scowls. Like, wow. <laughs> See, I would have watched the versus if it was just a fight. Right. <laughs> if World Star went and sponsored that, I would have watched that. And I, I know one of the two would have been down. I'm not going to name the one I think would have been down, but one of them would have been real. We down. all know Gunica would have been down. But Maggie, also, <laughs> I'm going to need for you to not give World Star ideas because the last thing we need is a versus for just people fighting. And we would watch it. I would watch it. Don't say that out loud. Oh, if they if they were fighting to the music, like fighting to right. a soundtrack, I would pay money to see that. Like they, they each fight. get to put on the song for one round and just go in there. Um, <laughs> Why is Brandy playing Knuck if you buck? She didn't do that. <laughs> her song. That's when you know she's she's ready. Uh, the uh, the one description of a of a moment that I read was uh, Monica like made brief allusion she was like i went through some times when i was you know i was going through some things brandy was like yeah i think i experienced some of those things that you were going through and monica like kind of thinking that she could get away with that as a good natured like uh joshing and monica was like why'd you say that brandy was like ah i was just joking (laughs) it was so uncomfortable because the lyrics are kick down your doors and slap your chick just to tell him Monica ain't having it. And Brandy was like, I was the chick. I got slapped. Right. <laughs> we were like, Brandy, we know. Shut up. <laughs> so they so didn't. You brought it up. Was that as close to actually addressing the fact that they had physically fought as it got? That was the other thing about the slap. It was very messy. Honestly, it should have been produced at Tyler Perry Studios because it was. <laughs> The most Tyler Perry project I've ever seen. The only thing that's missing was like a little bit of HIV shaming and like an angry dark skin. Man. JK, we got Ray J, so he covered his bases. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but she, they brought up C Murder, who's in prison right now that they're trying to get out of prison. And uh, actually, Monica's working with Kim Kardashian to try to get C Murder out of prison. I really think C Murder should maybe change his name um, to help the cause. <laughs> CJ Walker. Right. There you go. <laughs> Make people more sympathetic. <laughs> CJ Walker. He just takes over Madam CJ Walker's like ah! identity. It would work. But so she talked about Monica saying that she was like, she, first of all, Monica had t-shirts, which I was like, t-shirts, free C murder t-shirts. This is so black. I love you guys. Mm. They're dating, apparently, or she alluded to an entanglement. Um, they alluded to Usher and Moesha dating or like Usher and Brandy dating. There was a lot of messiness. It was fantastic. Mm. But yeah. And so did Brandy talk about Kobe at all? Didn't she go to prom with Kobe? She only mentioned him in kind of like a rest in peace moment. You yeah. know, there had to be a, a, a funeral moment. It was mm-hmm. it was because it was so black and Tyler Perry. And um, so she mentioned him. <laughs> Brandy also did a lot of poems. I, if you can watch this anywhere live and you just want to, like, I don't know, waste three hours of your life, it's fascinating. I think this is by far the better version, is just hearing you talk about it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it had 1.2 million people watching. I know. Kamala that's... Harris came in. And someone yeah. jokes that I have to say, even though it's totally against the agenda. They were like, damn, is Kamala Harris going to come back? Or is uh, Monica Dunn checking in with her parole officer? Ooh. I know! <laughs> I cackled. Look, we voted for Kamala. We love Kamala. But she did come on screen 
behind the Ciroc bottles um, and say hello. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, let's talk about something else that is better experienced through having it described to you than actually having to watch it and uh, have a aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> is Donald Trump's interview with Laura Ingram. Uh, you know it's good when Laura Ingram even has to be like, that sounds like bullshit. Uh, but we actually got to that point at one at one point in the interview. Um, so Trump claims, uh, you know, that there are shadowy dark forces pulling the strings of Joe Biden. Uh, and Laura Ingram was like, "Okay, who who are you talking about?" She was like, "Use a name so that people have someone to be scared of." You could talk about. AOC, you could talk about Bernie, you could talk about Michelle Obama, anyone that your base is scared of. Um, and he said, you've never heard of them. That was his response when asked who, who is pulling the strings. People that you've never heard of, people that are in the dark shadows. So he's really still doing this deep states yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So his whole 2016, like the difference between him and 2012 when he was laughed off the national stage in 2016 is he spent those four years just mainlining uh, talk radio and just like basically getting as close to being part of his own base as he could. So he understands that base like really well and he knows that they don't need actual people. They just need like ideas. They just need cartoons of like the, the threat that he wants to kind of create in their mind. And yeah, he's really taking things in the direction of like there were at war. He was like mysteriously alluded to thugs in black uniforms that had attempted to travel from a quote certain city uh, to the Republican National Convention uh, there were like seven people on this plane, like this person. And then a lot of people were on the plane to do big damage. Big damage. Big uh, damage. And he said that the whole situation is under investigation, uh, so he couldn't offer further detail, but told Ingram that he'd tell her more sometime. But even she was like, all right, I mean, saying I've never heard of them sounds like a conspiracy theory. Like, that's pretty dumb. Trump is Beyonce for racist. Right. He like, really is. He can, can do, do no, no wrong. wrong. Yeah. But also, it's so dangerous to be the president and talk about people you don't know are saying this to me because we already have so many theories about that office and about what secretly happens behind closed doors. Yeah. I mean, if you want to believe in conspiracy theories, Trump is like the best president for you. Like, he scratches that itch. And I find it so weird because all these conspiracy theories are like so so fueled by fear and so fueled by, oh, there are people you don't know and it's forces you can't see and trust me, they're this and that and that and this. And everyone's like super terrified, but they will turn around and go on the internet and call everybody a snowflake for not wanting to get shot in the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's the boogeyman. It's so weird to me that they're like, they're like, look, we got Jesus and we got the boogeyman. Two people that we can't see, but we know are there. And look, I'm more likely to believe in God than I obviously am going to believe in conspiracy theories, at least because one of them is not preaching something horrible to me. Right. It's weird, though, that they're always talking about like with the I can't even say it is a QAnon. I'm going to say it yeah. out loud. 
QAnon. Um, I don't say it out loud that much. I type it mostly, but yeah. those when people, you're entering the uh, chat rooms that you go into yeah. every night, where you're yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go in there and I show feet just like Doja Cat. Um, <laughs> that's a deep cut for some of you guys. But the weird thing is, a lot of it has to do with like child predators. Yeah, and Donald Trump is directly linked to a child predator yet they still think that this is about him right. i'm like but he like literally was being a pedophile y'all like what's what's going on yeah he's like, on what, record what saying Je- jeff is a really good guy i hear he likes beautiful women some of them very young even more than i do it's like wh- how could like that is the most anybody that's the closest you can come to just coming out and being like i'm a pedophile Right, he literally just did an interview and was like, you know, I hope the best for Ghislaine. I hope the best for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, he will not come out against her. Which, it, it, Ghislaine must have something that she's sitting oh. on real tight. Because mm. he was like, you know, I just wish her the best. She has great hair, style, great style. <laughs> yeah, like, great. <laughs> sir, she's in jail for, like, touching on keys. What is this? Yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think that what's interesting to me is that people still have this notion where they want to be good people. And it's like, you could just say I'm a bad person. That'd probably be very liberating. I don't know why you need to hold on to some crazy ass theories that you know aren't true so that you can have, like, you know what I mean? You can just be like, look, Trump's a bad guy. I like him. Like, let's get to that point. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I, th- I think it's amazing what people can convince themselves of if it's convenient for them. I think they truly believe they're, they're right. Because there is a problem in the country with human trafficking and sex trafficking and mm-hmm. uh, child abuse, and they've just created a a very intricate uh, web of fiction to explain it, uh, and it's actually much more boring and uh, you know depressing than the version that they've come up with. But yeah, I mean, there's this worldview of good versus faceless evil that he is tapping into. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, Alex Jones, early in his presidency, was talking about how if you try to take power from Trump, the streets will run red with your blood. That was like mm. very early on. And we are so far beyond that now. There was this Twitter thread by uh, Seth Abramson, I believe is his name, where he was just talking about like, Think about the things that have happened in the last year. Like, think where we were a year ago and then think about, like, where we are now and how much worse that's gotten. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're just, he, it's a long thread where he's, like, it's basically, like, you know, he's approaching trying to start a civil war, which, yeah, it, it's just, it's a very, it's as good of a, a thread as I've read trying to kind of put these things in perspective, like how bad it has gotten. By the way, just, I mean, it's not even necessarily going to convince anybody, but just so that we can get sort of a, a breakdown of where his lies come from. There was a debunked viral Facebook post from June 1st that falsely claimed that at least a dozen males got off a plane in Boise from Seattle dressed head to toe in black. Uh, be ready for attacks downtown and residential areas. So basically, he just like reads Facebook, uh, certain like details stick in his mind that are that are like made up posts, probably from like a Russian operative or some QAnon person who just wants to stoke people up and get people uh, angry, and it sticks in his mind, and then it just comes out in an interview. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Yeah. 
<laughs> everything is just yeah. Donald Trump. I think what we all need to really prepare for is that even if we vote him out, you know, in in November, there will be a fight. Like he's not gonna go away peacefully yeah. into the night. He mm-hmm. has lost it. And yeah. his ego is fully driving the ship. And even if he does lose, you know what I mean? It's just like we're not gonna be able to get rid of him that easy. Yeah. This is And There's on top a- of that, his followers are so empowered. Like they're not gonna I mean, I would not put it past anyone to show up to the White House with the AR forty sevens or whatever and like do the same thing that they try to do up in uh, Michigan or one of those M states. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, Washington, Kenosha. Um, and also, I think it's important that... No, like, yeah, we have Twitter. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the Capitol building, when they were protesting oh, yeah, at the Capitol yeah, building. Totally. Oh, It's yeah. going to be the same thing at the White House. Yeah, totally. And also, if you are someone who's like... If you listen to this podcast, obviously, like you stay abreast to news. You obviously probably lean a little more left. Um, it's important that we all realize that Twitter is not going to be the place where we can change hearts and minds. Like, phone bank in your community. Block walk. I know that's, like, not really happening as much because of coronavirus. Nobody wants to, you know... <laughs> Hey, it's me. I might have Corona, but also you want to talk about Joe Biden? Like, I get that. That's probably not. Happening. <laughs> but, but also, if you feel safe to do so, poll workers, there's been a real downturn in like poll uh, people who are volunteering to work at the polls. And I believe you get paid for that. So if you just Google it, you can find where your local polls are and, and you can work shifts and do things like that as well so that the polls can stay open and functioning while we all vote. Yeah, absolutely. Another just random story is that there's a book out that uh, claims that Trump had a stroke last year. There was this kind of unplanned trip to the uh, hospital. He claimed it was because he needed to suddenly have a uh, physical, but uh, this book is claiming that it was because he had a series of small strokes. Um, People are pointing to videos where his leg is visibly dragging and all the trouble he's been having with stairs. Pence was told to prepare to assume control, but never had to. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just, I like, it's just, I, at this point, I mean, as long as he is continuing to uh, wield power and is at the, like, in the Messiah role of a death cult, I don't, like, we're not getting out of it that easy, um, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, he will yeah. totally FDR his way through this presidency. Like, <laughs> I can yeah. see, like, even if he's, de- they will weaken at Bernie's him right up into, like, anything he needs to do. Like, he's yeah. not going to be like, I'm not fit to do this anymore because he's not currently fit to do it and he's not saying anything. Yeah. You could stick yeah. any old guy up there and just slather him in orange makeup and <laughs> put that wig on him and it would be hard to, hard to tell the difference. Alec he's Baldwin's been so inconsistent. Come up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin just starts literally playing Trump in real life. Because <laughs> at this point, we wouldn't know the difference. And also, there's nothing. It's not like Trump is a type of person where you can do something other than like maybe be kind, and people right. be like, "That doesn't sound what like the Trump." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would be able to tell. That. I think anybody except Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's impression is so bad. Uh, sorry, Alec. Uh, (laughs) um, all right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back.
And we're back. I did just want to kind of keeping with a, a story that's ongoing, but uh, I think flying a little below the radar and I'm just connecting dots on a bunch of different stories I'm seeing. But um, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal real estate section uh, yesterday about how in terms of real estate, the real estate market, um, cities are going down and uh you know, rural or isolated areas are going up. And that's also being uh, reflected in like Airbnb listings. Um, and when they talked about the Airbnb listings, I, uh, a flag shot up for me when they talked about the fastest growing destination uh, people are looking for when searching for uh, vacation, like long, long rentals in America is uh, Whitefish, Montana, which is uh, a town that we've talked about before because it is the hometown of Richard Spencer, the fascist. It is uh, one of the demographically whitest towns in America. It had a Nazi infestation uh, problem a couple years back uh, when Richard Spencer's mom like was having a feud with a Jewish uh, real estate agent and like Richard Spencer's Nazi online trolls like went after the small Jewish community on Whitefish. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting that that is on the list of like where people are fleeing to. I, I just, I'm, I'm concerned that there is this more mainstream, uh, sort of undercurrent of white supremacy that's bubbling up and like the mainstream media is not really paying attention to it. They're just, you know, like the New York times uh, is writing approvingly about like these millionaire tech executives who are like, you know, going into their hideouts on the beach and working from the beach and just like basically making it aspirational, like slash fiction for people who can't get away from their lives in the pandemic. And it's just like that's very dangerous that that is the the trend that's happening. Like I, I feel like it ha it's not being talked about as much. Uh, and I'm, of course, connecting this with like some video games we recently talked about where it's mm -hmm. like uh, Black Lives Matter is the bad guy. And what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a, a Tom Clancy video game we talked about on yesterday's uh, show where it's like this uh, social justice. It's basically a terror organization posing as a social justice group. And the symbol for it is the Black Fist. But there's also, I watched recently uh, the most popular movie of August on Netflix, Lost Husband, uh, which is very much like this anti-city screed where it's all about like how the farm is the only good place to raise a family and the love interest Josh Demel is basically uh, a QAnon supporter without the without like that specific part of the belief but he talks about how he's like you got to prepare your kids for hunting and hot wiring cars because the apocalypse is coming it's like oh yeah you are basically like one letter short of being a Q person so i think there's like this I think it's more mainstream and there's more popular support for this stuff than is publicly being admitted to. And we need to be aware of it. And it's coming through in our pop culture. It's coming through 
in uh you know trends in airbnbs and shit like that i had the normalization yeah exactly because like on the surface it looks like it kind of could make sense like i watched some of these little videos where you know they're talking about uh you know different things and it's like if you don't think that doesn't make any sense if you don't want to do any extra research that doesn't make any sense but like putting it in a nice little hallmark thing to be like hey your stupid beliefs can have josh dumel saying the words about it right that's just that's bonkers yes he's he's specifically during this part is uh railing against college education Uh, he's like it's it's really like I mean, might as well be talking about how masks are overrated. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's the push to make stupid people feel smart, to make you feel yeah. like you can be smart without thinking or you can be smart without looking up extra information. And all you need is just, well, it, it assumes, it, it appears to me, and that's like a bunch of people on my Facebook that I grew up with. They're like, well, it just seems to me. And it's like, yeah, of course it seems that way to you because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that it's the shame of not wanting, it's shame and laziness, that combination of like, I don't want to know more because I don't think Mm -hmm. that you're not smart just because you don't know things. We all don't know things, but it's that willful ignorance where it's like, Uh I don't know it and I don't want to know it. Why? Why Why not just know? Also, it's called Whitefish, Montana. Yeah, I know. Okay, so that's the new Wakanda for racists. Right. Exactly. That's, okay. that's exactly that's what okay. it is. the motherland. And apparently it's a <laughs> it's the stepmotherland. It, it is <laughs> traditionally a liberal enclave, but uh the stepmotherland. <laughs> Brilliant Maggie. <laughs> uh, it it's typically votes liberal, but it's you know, almost completely white and people are fleeing there, I can't imagine, uh, for good reasons. That's so fascinating to me. I mean, I I will say, though, that that's the kind of racist that I appreciate more than the racist who gentrifies black neighborhoods and then calls the police on everybody. Um, So it's like if you if y'all need to go to white Wakanda, like I I, I guess. (laughs) Right. At least you over there bothering each other. You know what I mean? Like at least you're not out here calling the cops on folks and getting them killed. So I don't know. Am, am I in support of white Wakanda? Do I actually own property there? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this an ad? Maybe. <laughs> that reminds me um, of this Facebook group I was in. Um, white women discussing racism or something to that effect. Oh, my God. Maggie, why, Maggie, why were you in there? I infiltrated <laughs> it. I bust up in all of these little groups and I get them from the inside. That justice for those people who killed Ahmaud Avery, I helped close that group down. I just laugh, responded to everybody's little things and I reported everything. Like, we get in there, we, like, at this point, the group has, like, been taken over by, like, four black women (laughs) they're all the admins and they're like really steering the conversation but in the beginning it was like hey we're all white women we're all woke we want to discuss racism but we don't want to get yelled at and we don't want anyone to tell us that we're being wrong and we don't want anyone like for there were rules like you can't say white privilege you can't say um there were different things that you can't say because that was too aggressive and um we showed up and we changed that group. So. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about 
about this because part of me is like, I, I, white people are very delicate. Uh-huh, yeah, like and for as for as mean as they are yes. to us in everyday yes. life, like, and they don't even see it. Like when we say microaggression, we're really turning down the heat on what's yes. happening. Like, imagine showing up black anywhere every day, and a white person's like, "Oh, you're black. Oh, you're gross. Your hair's weird." <laughs> and then you, have the, but that's like every yeah. day. We just smile through it. We we have to survive, right? But if you tell a white person, like, hey, that thing you said to me was racist, they're like, it's like you shot them. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just told you that the thing you said was mean. You hurt me yeah. first. I was hurt. Remember, I was hurt. No, it's about me now. So I kind of understand them wanting. It, it feels like the intention there is good because it's like, well, we should talk about racism. And I agree that white people should talk about racism amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Um because it's time. It's time for us not to have to educate them anymore. They know it's real. They're, like I said before, they don't hit up black people to figure out how to make a sourdough starter. They don't need to hit <laughs> us up to figure out racism. Just Google. One quick Google. You'll find everything you need. So I get the impetus of the group. I do. But when you start saying things like we're outlawing words like white privilege. Right. The gr- it was very, You can't say racist in here. Not the R no, word. No. Just all the rules were very like... You got to swaddle us in a blanket and you mm. need to rock us to sleep and tell us that we're not at fault. And then mm. you can tell us what to tell to our uncles at Thanksgiving. And it's like, no, you're also part of it. Right. right. I don't know. As a scammer, though, I, I would rather swaddle a lot of white women than have to keep dying on the streets. I'm like, is this what y'all need? Absolutely. <laughs> y'all are, come here, my flaxen haired queen. You are uplifting me. <laughs> <What>? Like, <laughs> I'll give it to you at this point. Shit. I don't want to be straight up. If that's too much, then that's too much. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, but also I don't know if I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about uh real quickly uh, a health bulletin. Uh don't drink hand sanitizer, please. <laughs> that's been our health bulletin. Uh they're selling hand sanitizer in like beer bottles, liquor bottles, uh, as a bit. I don't know. Like it smells hand sanitizer often smells like vodka. It looks, uh, like vodka in a lot of these containers that it's being sold in. I saw one left on the side of the road in my neighborhood where I've only seen like beer cans and liquor bottles discarded before. And it made me wonder if people are drinking Right by Koreatown. So uh, I know a lot of liquor manufacturers have jumped in and started making hand sanitizer, but the bottles you're seeing, are they like a 12-ounce bottle? It looks like the bottle that you see like alcoholics drinking out of, like on the like they keep it in the inside of their pocket. One of you those know, like little, the flat wide okay. bottles. Yeah. That like you uh, see like the behind replica? the shelf at the not that small, like a little bit. The bigger kind of flat ones. Like oh, they, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah, about. yeah. I think it's like a fifth or like a pint. Yeah. Um, like a fifth of hand sanding. Yeah. And I know hand people have like gotten like sick and died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pour out some hand sanitizer. You just sanding. take a shot of sanitizer, uh, chase it with bleach. And they're also making hand sanitizer that's like flavored or not flavored, scented mm. like chocolate. And uh, other like delicious smelling things, coconut, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and it's not good. Don't do it. 
yeah, I think they, it says alcohol on it. Like it says, you know, seven. It has to put the alcohol count and then like right. seventy above. So people are people like getting curious about that. <laughs> I don't. I think you know. I think some people who are you know not in a position to drink, maybe maybe they're underage or maybe they are you know trying to hide something might be using that as like a an access point but it doesn't work and it can kill you so like don't don't do that would be my <laughs> advice uh yeah. also yeah. like hand sanitizer is really like they're doing a lot now you know it used to just be bath and body works which never sanitized anything honey all the germs were left on our hands because it mm-hmm. was like way below 65 70 percent right it was like 40 percent and it smelled like juice and i don't it know was why mostly high fructose corn syrup it was <laughs> <laughs> just ended up I don't. I truly don't know why we rubbed it on our hands. <laughs> now there's hand sanitizer where, like, I've been using other people sometimes when I'm out, and it's like lotiony or oily or has yeah. like a weird, like slimy film. Yeah, film. Yeah, I'm like everybody's doing too much. Just give me the stuff that dries my hands out. It's fine. Right. I'll, I'll put yeah. lotion on them. It's okay if we all look like we have the hands of seventy year olds at the end of this. <laughs> we'll. we'll We'll forgive each other for that. I'm still not happy about people drink because hand sanitizer is viscous. That's yeah. like drinking yeah, that's, maple syrup. Like true. you're just chugging that like this is a good idea. Maple syrup's another thing that comes in bottles that look like liquor bottles. So less less dangerous, but I, I've also noticed a similarity there. That's probably Probably on shouldn't take that, that to the dome either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, the, this FDA bulletin like shows these hand sanitizer bottles that look like like one of the hand sanitizer bottles looks like a Dasani bottle. The other one looks exactly like a liquor bottle. Like it looks exactly like an absolute bottle. It's just just uh, hand sanitizer manufacturers. Why why are you doing that? That's and it has like a fruit, uh, like a little drawing of a cartoon raspberry on it. Um, what? Not my hand sanitizer looking like Bacardi Raz. So here's the thing. I don't ever, <laughs> exactly. I don't ever read the bottles. I just look at the drawings on them and then just make my decisions based on that. I will drink anything with a good looking cartoon <laughs> raspberry on it. Immediately. Take it down. All right. Well, I think that's been an episode, Maggie. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people find you and follow you? I'm at Maggie Mayhaha, and May is spelled M A Y E. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm on there on Twitter, Instagram, Venmo, all that. All the stuff. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. So I've been getting really, really into. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance. That's a band. I'm a huge, huge Screamo fan, and I just slept on Dance Gavin Dance for a whole long time. Um, <laughs> Dance Gavin Dance? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a scene kid, but uh, I have been just enjoying them on social media. All right. I'm sorry. What was the question? What? what any, <laughs> <laughs> any work of social media or you, you nailed it. You, you succeeded. Did I, did this I is do a it? place okay. for you to shout out either like a tweet you and you thought was funny or an artist who you discovered on social media, anything to get people uh, excited about the world. And you just did that. Okay. Cause the tweet I was going to read was not funny. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was a downer. <laughs> uh lacy where can people find you follow you and what's tweet you've been enjoying 
Uh, as always, guys, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. You can listen to my podcast, Scam Goddess, if you like scams. And here are the tweets that I've been enjoying. Um, or if you just like good podcasts, by the way. It's a, you don't have to be a scam fan. Uh, as somebody who's usually the <laughs> oh, mark yeah. of scams, uh, I'm not a huge fan of scams, but I love that podcast. So check it out. I've known Jack for like almost four years now. I've I've been trying to run mini scams uh. on him uh, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> uh, so this is from a pimp named Drip underscore. <laughs> he says, "What's the cheapest shit y'all ever did?" One time, I went and got a rental car of my exact same make and model. Manually swiped all four tires from my car to the rental, then took it back. Had a whole new set of tires for about $75. Wow. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. That is so genius. That is so genius. Please Take that hurts. find this thread on Twitter. Because this thread on Twitter is so freaking funny. It's like, it's destroying me. I've been reading it for like hours. Um, and then I'll do one more. This is my own tweet. I just have to air myself out. Um, I said, when I was getting Postmates, I overheard my neighbor across the street saying, damn, that girl gets Postmates every day. (laughs) (laughs) I felt very disrespected by this. And the only reason I really know that's what he said is because I turned around and looked directly at him because he he was like continuing Mm -hmm. the conversation and he stopped talking. (laughs) I was like, damn, they they were were. talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) We got to do what we got to do right now find me on twitter jack underscore o'brien uh a tweet i've been enjoying i underscore lean tweeted thinking about the time that i said that i was distantly related to marie curie and a guy explained uh it's pronounced mariah carey um can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily zeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on and today we are going to ride out on a song being recommended by a super producer on a hosnier uh she texted me if you need a song to ride out on i'm going to continue the reggae vibe i recommend that's not true by skip marley featuring damian marley uh all right so we're gonna keep those vibes going uh the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to y'all then you're lying with the liars baby that's not you the way you never smiling baby that's not cute i see he got you crying baby that's not smooth the chaos and the violence baby that's not cool don't you fall from grace no way. My love don't give your heart away